Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Ed's October podcast, episode 40, the John Kutlangas ed- edition. I'm your host, Coop, and we have some people here to talk Reds baseball. We have with us the Woo. Woo, how are you doing tonight? Uh, pretty good. Uh, Major League Baseball just set a, a new record for home runs in a season, so the ball is definitely not juiced. Balls are flying. Shout out to uh, Casey, Kentucky Reds girl on Twitter. Uh, we also have Burmy with us. Burmy, how are things? I'm doing well. I want to give a, an especially big... Shout out to Ram at Uncle Ram on Twitter. I hope he's enjoying his time in Sioux Falls. And he survived the tornadoes. So good, good for you, Ram. Uh, we also have Branch on. Branch, how are you? Oh, I'm really tipsy. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, it, but I want to give a big shout out to the rest of Red's Twitter. I'm giving you a big virtual hug right now because we never want to forget. Uh, Polly, here's the thing. How are you doing tonight? Here's the thing, Reds fans. It's been a while. I hope you're all doing great, just like I am. Living a fucking dream, man. Live the dream. So, yeah, we're recording on September 11th, so this will be a podcast that you'll never forget. Uh, September 11th, obviously, is famous for uh, when, uh, you know, Pete Rose broke the uh, hit record. So, did anything else happen on September 11th? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, if, if if you all know, just Joey just leave Votto some hit a walk off from Rome. right on t- in 2010. Yeah. That's right, Joey Votto. Yeah. So if you have any other, baggy can't think of anything else. Yeah, I can't think of anything else famous that happened on September 11th. If you do, if you do know some, find something uh, out. Ross sit. Olendorf made his MLB debut on September 11th. If you find out anything, oh, that's big. That's yeah, huge. that's that's pretty big. But wow. if you find out anything else, just send us a, a tweet at uh, Hunt Fred's October on Twitter. Any other famous September 11th doings? Uh, but obviously, the I big had, one. I had a chicken patty for lunch that day. I remember that lunch. Oh, was it good? <laughs> yeah, it was with nachos Pro- and probably cheese. Probably suck up that Popeye shit that's going around right now, right? I still no, haven't had a Popeye. Old school, one. high school chicken patties. I could eat seven. I did one yeah. time. <laughs> Puked them all up here in soccer totally. practice. It was awesome. Totally. Yeah. Polly, you're, you're a Florida man. I'm proud. <laughs> I'm not Florida man. You're Florida man, Craig. <laughs> okay, so uh, like I said, September 11th was the uh, day that Pete Rose broke Ty Cobb's hit record. Of course, it's since been determined that he actually broke it in Chicago because there was a miscount of Ty Cobb's hits, but whatever. It's September 11th, 1985, right? 85, yeah. Never forget. Never forget. Pete Rose breaking the record. Ty and, Cobb, one of the initial investors in Coca-Cola. I did not know that. I know that he jumped into the stands and tried to beat somebody with his cleats once. He successfully did that, and the man only had one arm. He was also an initial investor in General Motors. Well, yeah, but the guy in the stands was asking for it. Well, I mean, I wasn't the, there. The Georgia Peach knew no bounds. No, he was totally asking for it. I'm just saying. I mean... <laughs> Should have seen what he was wearing. He was asking for it. 
Pete Rose obviously went on to uh, be a child molester. So let's move on to our next topic. Fine. Nobody likes that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> Sorry for me. It took me a minute Zing. Zing. You don't have to bet on me laughing at that. So anyway. Um, Thank you, Barbie. That was great. <laughs> I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to talk about an article. You're, you're right over there, Branch. That one gets you? Yeah, it actually got me in the field. <laughs> that one got you? <laughs> yeah. So I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about an article that Ken Rosenthal had on The Athletic. Uh, Ken Rosenthal, uh, shout out to Borf, two short people. He had an article about... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that uh, talking about the Rockies possibly entertaining moving Nolan Arenado, Aaron Arenado, if I could talk. Of course, Nolan Arenado, third baseman, just signed an eight-year, $260 million contract. But if the Rockies are willing to move him, that could be the bat that we're so desperate to get here in Cincinnati. I don't know if he's got a no-trade contract or, or no-trade clause or anything else but Nolan Arenado he's going to be 29 next year and like I said 8 years 260 million perhaps if the Reds take all of that on they don't have to give up a whole lot to get him uh, let's start with you Polly. here's the thing how does how does Nolan Arenado hit you here's the thing when you when, we, when I first saw that I was like <clears throat> I didn't like it but then when you started talking about it just just a second ago is the bat that we need. My only question is, and here's the thing, how are his weigh numbers? And I know Will or Burmese going to get into that. That's my only question. He can hit for sure, but what do you do in the field with him as well? Where do you put him at? Are you going to move Suarez over to shortstop? What do you do? I, I like it, but... I'd move Suarez to right field if they signed old Nolan Arenado. I mean, I would, I would, I would move Suarez off a third if it meant getting Ar- Arenado. That's for damn sure. I mean, he's he's a guy who's been in the top top five MVP voting, Gold Glove, Silver Slugger. I know those don't mean shit, but look at his slash lines. His he's a he's a career two ninety four, three fifty, five forty five triple slash line. I mean, that plays. So, Burmy, go ahead. Uh, what are your thoughts on, and I know this is a hypothetical, but if the Reds could get Nolan Arenado, what would you do? Well, it'd be great, and obviously. <laughs> and, if the, and if the NL decides to adopt the DH, you could move Suarez to first and DH Votto and play Arenado at third base. So that would pretty much just cure itself. Uh, the big thing about Arenado uh, is his war is almost 40, according to baseball reference already. So that's pretty in seven years yeah. <laughs> in, in seven years. So basically five a year. And you could say it was aided by Coors Field, but his numbers on the road, which I'm sure the woo will get into as well, because he's had a little bit of time to look it up. So, um, you know, that would be incredible. I just want to say that I met him in the hotel at the Westin and he was the nicest guy. So he was super polite when I said hello to him. And so the anti Trevor Bauer. Uh, yeah, potentially. I, you know, I, I've never met Trevor Bauer, so I don't know what he's like. He's a dick. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but 
um, you know, he was very, very polite and um, told me, and I quote, well, it looks like you had a lot more fun tonight than I did losing. So I hope you have a great rest of the night. And I said, thanks. So he seems like a good guy and his numbers back it up. We jump in here with some numbers here. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. His OPS is almost 200 points lower on the, on the road. So slugging, you know, 70 points, OVP, 50 points, batting average, 60 points lower. Um, no, I, I, I would ne- I wouldn't entertain this because in the hypothetical world where the Reds are saying, hey, we're going to take on that kind of contract, specifically $35 million next season, I can think of better ways to spend it, um, That especially with the free agent market that probably is going to be the way it's going to be based upon last season. You know, go get Rendon. Spend that money on that. Pretty much just you know, exactly. a little bit, little bit older. Uh, you know, Castellanos, you know, on the outfield. You, you could target multiple people. Spend maybe a little bit over that. I, I think, you know, you're talking about $35 million a year, what, every year till 2024, then it's $32 million, and then $27 million. Uh, that's never going to happen. But, you know, if the Reds are willing to spend that kind of money next season, I think they can spend it elsewhere and have a much larger impact on the overall performance Lou, of the club. I don't, I don't want to interrupt you here and, and jump in, but it kind of goes with what you're saying, and, and it's causes of you, is I comped him and Rendon when you first brought up bringing Rendon, Rendon over to play second base. And when I saw the comps, and then you can take away a little bit of the quarter field factor, damn it, guys, uh, Rendon's just as good. If you set them side by side, and I don't have it pulled up because I wasn't really prepared for the podcast tonight. I was doing other shit like getting drunk. And uh, But if you comp them side by side, you'll see what I'm saying. I mean, it, it, you know, his numbers are going to be better because of course field. But if you look at Rendon and you can play Rendon at second base, who's played a lot more time at second base, it makes more sense to go after Rendon. Well, and I, I go ahead. Burmy. Oh, sorry. Um, I just wanted to hop in and kind of counterpoint. Woo. Yes. His numbers at Coors are staggeringly better, but the other ballparks in his division are San Diego, the Los Angeles Dodgers in Arizona, which None of really are that great of hitters, Parks, and yeah, I mean, but, you could. But no, oh, no, I, I, I know where you're coming from, and you can get Rendon cheaper. So I agree with you. I'm just my counterpoint is is that he also has to play a boatload of games in very hitter unfriendly parks. Now I think Great American Ballpark. It doesn't have to be Coors Field. It also plays up, as opposed to a lot of places he could hit. As does Wrigley, and as does uh, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh. Not exactly good for right-handed hitters. Fine. And St. Louis, to me, is just kind of all-around average. You know, average hitters, average pitchers. So I, I think his numbers necessarily wouldn't take as much of a dip as the, you know his row statistics now would say. But I do agree with you in that Rendon would be a cheaper option would put up very similar numbers. I just wanted to uh, jump in and say that he has an opt-out after the 2021 season. Although I don't see him opting out of... $35 million a year for the next three years afterwards. So, and I also wonder is Rendon. And has, sorry. And he has a, and he has a full no trade clause. Oh, I did so. not know that part. Yeah. So he might just, you know, tell us to go F I ourselves, mean, but you look at us where we're at in the standings. Yeah. He'd definitely be on board. It's coming here. <laughs> I also, I also kind of question would Anthony Rendon be cheaper because 
I mean, you're talking about a year where fired. his contract uh, now just got fired because he spent too much money and too much prospects. Oh yeah. So a president of baseball operations just lost his job this week because he spent too much money and too many prospects after winning a World Series. Yeah, there's been a lot so of going on. The free agent market and saying that Rendon is going to be huge doesn't necessarily. The owners are colluding. Sorry, it's, it's yeah. what they're doing. Oh, that's there's a, there's a big coll- the there's, yeah. There's a big collusion to. Hey, yeah. we're going to treat the the luxury tax like this a hard cap, mm-hmm. and it, and that of what they're all doing. And so, for someone like Rendon, it sucks because he should be looking at a huge, huge ass payday. He's having uh, the best year of his career right now. He's got an OPS plus of one fifty nine. Uh, he's leading the league with a three thirty five batting average, and of course, batting average nobody cares. But he's, he's real. Yeah, realistically, he should be looking like, oh, I'm going to make thirty million dollars next right. year. Right. Yeah. But he should be. He should at least be looking at the Machado and Harper contract. And oh yeah, not yeah. Going to come close. I mean, he makes not eight. Going to come close. He makes just shy of nineteen million this year. I mean, yeah. I'd be surprised. You know, who knows what it's going to be? But if it's anything higher in the mid twenties, I'm going to be kind of surprised. Yeah, me too. And then, I mean, would the Reds even compete for that though? That's 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 where I that's where I get into. Um, the trade market being probably their best bet of adding a bat because I just, there's just not the track record of the Reds going out and being aggressive other than that story that came out about Albert Pujols, which was just out of left field, but offering somebody $250 million other than Joey Votto and Albert Pujols. But I don't think you have to. What if the new market efficiency is actually paying players? Well, it's not that. It's just, you look at, look at last off season, right? And he's going to have a, Qualifying offer tied to him, I'd assume. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And how those players got treated. And, you know, I don't expect, I, I, I mean, I could be easily be wrong, but I don't expect there to be a five or seven year deal waiting for Rendon. I expect there to be a three three to five. Well, and Lee Machado went to San Diego. Yeah. I don't need to say, San Diego and Cincinnati are very similar markets. Manny Machado went to San Diego because they paid the most. Period. But then San Diego's got you know the whole beach and you know out in California thing. It doesn't on. matter. It's a similar. <laughs> the market. Reds have a beach. Trust me, it's a similar market. The beach across from King's Island. Goes and yeah, that's right. They very do, similar they have a market. Beach. The, their TV deal is about the same as the Reds. It, it is not. San Diego is not L.A. At the end of the day, time. it's I all just an excuse. Places. It's all just an excuse. There's no reason the Reds can't go out and sign them, pay them the most. There's no reason. They can't. And they have to, right? At the end of the day, yeah. if they want to maximize the window, they have to pay them. You could say they have to overpay, and it's fine. You need to because if next year's a bust, you're talking about right now with the Aaron Nando, uh conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if next year's a bust, you're having the same conversation about Suarez, the same one. Yeah. I mean, at that point, the rebuild's a failure. If next year's not a winning, if not, next year's not a playoff team, I mean, you you got to say, well, burn this down, time to start over. Yeah, and 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 you're having the same damn conversation about Suarez, who's entering his peak, and this and that. You know, they got a real player friendly deal, and that could get you a boatload of stuff back. Same conversation. Well, and here's the thing, Polly. If you had to choose, and obviously, you know, this is all hypothetical again. If you had to choose Rendon or Arenado. What what are you most comfortable with doing? Paying less and offering Arenado the opportunity to to be on a winning club. <laughs> now, I, what a, you kind of caught me off guard, but I would rather <laughs> offer 
I would uh, I would rather offer less money for uh, Rendon any day. But but honestly, can you convince Rendon, him to come is, here? I, Rendon has has more playoff experience. I'd rather want him as a veteran. And I can almost see it being a type of situation where we brought in Scott Rowland, too, as a veteran leader. Only, only younger good. and better. <laughs> yes, 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 obviously, obviously. But that type of like, right. role. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, a voice. The, I, the, at the end of the day, the money talks. That's what it's about, right? Money does talk, yeah. You know, you can't. Oh, come you and Arnado. Come uh, on, Arnado. Hey, me for the money. Come on, come on, listen to the money talk. Sorry, I'm just doing my Brian Johnson impersonation. Go ahead. That's pretty good. That was sexy. That was so sexy. I, like I was that. trying to get up there. Don't cut that. Don't cut that. <laughs> no, go ahead, Lou. Sorry, I was just. Uh, Arenado has you know no trade clause. There's no incentive, right? Like, right. Yeah. You can be like, hey, we'll pay you more. Th- we'll pay you more than anybody else that's offering. Come play with us. What if Rendon, you've offered the most, and you go, Rendon, you're going to come to uh, a great American ballpark where the pitchers hate it, but the hitters love it. And, and uh, how, how would you like your face on the, you know, on a plaque in Cooperstown? Uh, you know, because great American does not take the beating that, that uh, you know, Coors Field does. It takes a beating, but it's not nowhere near. Because, you know, quite frankly, the only reason that great American doesn't take the beating is because it basically has the same number ass uh, Yankee Stadium, and the writers just aren't going to uh, say Yankees can't make it because their park sucks too. You know, <laughs> Burmy, jump in here. About what? About Rendon? Hey, or, or hey Phil, how's it going? Hey, <laughs> what's going on? Did my did my cat do something stupid again? <laughs> are, we, are we talking about my wife clogging the toilet? <laughs> oh no. My house has bad plumbing. <laughs> oh no! Now my wife's in bed with the third neighbor of the night. <coughs> Shout out to Phil. Breaking news: Someone's watching me from the parking lot. Oh jeez! Yeah, he's probably <laughs> like watching someone smoke a J in the parking lot in bumfuck Iowa. Um, I think convincing Anthony Rendon to come here would be difficult, mostly because he's played in the NL um, on a bunch of, in a bunch of markets that have money, are nationally televised. If he cares about his brand, he can get on TV on Sunday Night Baseball, which I don't think the Reds have been on since Drew Stubbs' walk-off in 2011 or 12, whichever year it was. So it's a tough yep. it's a tough ask, but as everybody else is, you know, so if they outbid everybody, I'm sure he'd be, you know, more than happy to, but and, and if they're going to have to outbid everyone. I'm sorry to interject there, but... If he doesn't, you, you, I, to me, you leak it, right? It's you. Oh fuck yeah, you leak it. Oh, you yeah. want, the, you want the fans to know we tried. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's no, why I, I don't understand why they never leaked the Albert Pujols thing, because that would have been like, oh, we tried to go get Albert, Pujols. and I definitely would have rather had Votto, but at least if you I, I look at that as that's our first attempt at spending well, a ton of money, right? Pujols, Pujols could have played third base. He's done it for two years of his career. But then Votto would have been gone. Because they're not paying both of them. I mean, they could, but they won't. Votto wouldn't have put up those numbers had he had Pujol sitting in front of him or behind him, I guess. Depends if they would have made Votto the two-hole hitter or the four-hole hitter. That's true. They would have gotten rid of Votto. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Votto hitting, hitting in the two hole in front of Pujols is awful sexy. If at one point in time, it would be yeah. an overlap there. But yeah, I oh. see that being being awful dangerous. As much as I think it's bullshit that Mariano Rivera broke the voting percentage record because he played an inning a game, um, Pujols would absolutely, in my opinion, be the should probably be the first ever hundred percent. I mean, he's the only guy with six hundred fifty doubles and six hundred fifty homers. So. To me, he, to me, he should be the real first, 100%, no questions asked. Might have lied about his age, but who gives a shit, guy? So, totally agree with that on Pujols. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. It should have been Griffey, but he had some dumbass. Well, Griffey, yes. Yeah, but no. it, because Griffey didn't do it, that's my Yeah. My didn't, 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 there wasn't like some crazy questioning about Pujols' uh, birthday? Yeah. Oh, he's definitely yeah, old. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's fucking 50. He's, like, older than Jer. Wow, that's, dude, holy shit. Yeah, that's old. But you got to get you gotta give it to Pujols. He probably has sex with women who are age-appropriate. Boom. All right. So I think that's Boo. a good... Pujols is a family man. Calm down. So I think that's a good way to segue to our next topic, and I haven't told you all about this because I just thought of it. So the Pittsburgh Pirates had another fight in their uh, locker room. Apparently that's happened a few times over the last couple of years. Nice ship you're running there, Clint Hurdle. This time, Felipe Vasquez and Kyle Crick. And I just learned the details of the fight. And it, it's the most Pirates thing. So, this is according to... Oh my god, I can't even pronounce this guy's first they weren't name. Taking, they weren't taking baths? Uh, it's from the Post-Gazette in Pittsburgh. I'm going to butcher this name. New, New Bijus Wilburn? New Bijus? Mr. Wilborn of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he says, according to sources, Vasquez threw the first punch that Kyle Crick had come out of the shower for his pregame routine, and Vasquez asked Crick to turn off the music that he was playing. Crick said no. They got into an argument. Vasquez came up to him and told him to hit him. Crick said no and turned around, and Vasquez sucker-punched him, to which... Crick turned around and they started fighting. Uh, it ended with uh, Vasquez getting six stitches in his nose, and Crick, uh, as people have heard, having to have tendon surgery that ended his season on his finger. So, the Pittsburgh Pirates are a freaking disaster. This has got to be Clint Hurdle's last year there. I mean, I I cannot imagine that they would continue with this. And I know it's this is not the Reds, but it's affected the Reds with how they like to throw at our hitters. So here's the thing, Polly. What uh, what are your thoughts on the latest in the drama that is the Pittsburgh Pirates? Here's the thing. I've been there. Per- I've been to a game in Pittsburgh for a Red Series personally, and I think it goes beyond Clipper. I think it's the whole organization as a whole. Maybe management. Maybe the front office. Maybe it's just. I was like misread as a fan there by Pittsburgh fans, and it was the most god awful time of my life. But I don't think this is. I don't think they get get rid of Clint Hurdle, dude. They love him up there. They don't. They don't. I don't think they see anything wrong with this at all. And I think that's just that they're always going to be that type of organization. So I got uh, branch. I think it's a cautionary tale of what will happen to the Reds if they don't spend money. Neil Huntington had a good team. 
They could have spent more money, and they did not. They traded away one of their greatest players. You know, well, not their greatest, but a really damn good player in McCutcheon. The best and, in spawns, without and, question. Yeah, and 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 dicked around with some stuff. And this is a cautionary tale of what becomes of your franchise if you go, you know what, I'm glad you all made the playoffs. We're cutting payroll by 40 mil next year. And that's what they have. And, and, and they're turning it into, well, what Pittsburgh is. It's just crap. I mean. Do you fear the Reds will be kind of that way next year? I, I, yes, I do. I, 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 can see a, I can see a thing going, hey, revenue's up this year. And all these big money contracts other than Joey are gone. And uh, they can just say, hey, you know what? We spent the money. We tried to go for it in the last four losing years even though the Pirates were actually in winning years, and just blow it and say we're going we're gonna to have an $80 million payroll next year, and we're going to watch Jose Peraza at shortstop. You know? <sighs> and then and, and, and that, it's a cautionary tale. I don't think Clint Hurdle loses his job over this by any means. He's done too much for the organization on that, that cheap dime that they have. But the Pirates, honestly, they, they, they did a disservice to their fan base. They had the... Other than the Miami Marlins three years ago, they had the best outfield in the entire NL. And they just dismantled it. Yep. The Marlins did too. And it's just, it's sad in a way. It, in baseball terms, it's sad. They let, they let Marte and, and um, Plunka, Plunk, right? Or, yeah. yeah. Let, play hurt all the time. And they, yeah. They, those are the three best outfielders for them. They were going to be, but sorry. Yeah, you're fine. I mean, I mean, they had one of the best outfields, and it was hard to decide whether it was Miami with uh, Yellow, uh, 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 Azuna, and uh, heck, the big guy. Yelich. Uh, shit. Fuck it. Yeah. And Stanton, yeah. And Andy Gordon, too. Yeah. And they let yeah. that go away. Miami let that walk away. And Polanco, McCutcheon, and uh, who, was it? who was the other guy? Marte, and that was a fantastic outfield, and just amazing. And they let it die. And uh, so it's a cautionary tale. The Reds could end up in this this situation. It would not surprise me if the Reds were here in the same situation with Joey Votto and Gino having arguments next September when they're seventeen and a half games out of first place. Burmy. I don't think Votto and Gino would fight if you paid them, but. I think the biggest thing with the Pittsburgh Pirates and Clint Hurdle, they might fire him. They might not. I don't think the city as a whole cares. They have three franchises. Two of them win extensively. So I don't think anybody really gives a shit about what the Pirates do because they're an afterthought. The Steelers win. The Penguins win. The Pirates, that's just something you do on a Saturday night in June. Maybe so the Pirates really, need to uh, uh, file for bankruptcy or something. <laughs> maybe they should. They can move them to Kansas City or Quebec City. They can get the fuck out. But maybe they'll have a chain-smoking hero of the franchise that'll come in and buy a high enough percentage of them where they'll stay. Who knows? But uh, that joke goes over. Everybody said it's a hockey joke. That's okay. That's Mario. I got Lemieux. it. I got it. Yeah, Mario oh. Lemieux. That was a good okay, one good. for once. I, fuck yeah, BRM. Fuck I yeah. I appreciate everybody for I knew I knew we would get it, but I appreciate that. 
But and, and it, seriously, in all reality, I think the Pirates are such an afterthought in that city, and their owner knows it, that they just don't fucking care. They play her because that's Pittsburgh tough. That's real grit. Uh, at the end of the day, their entire city did a great marketing job in color coordinating all three franchises. But uh, they really did it because their fan base is too fucking stupid to know where they're going that night. <laughs> Woo, follow that up. First of all, it's Creek, not Crick. God damn it. I don't give a fuck. Ah, no, no, I mean, it's not really his name. It's, anyway. uh, second, uh, I, I find this very weird and amusing and everything else in between. Uh, um, I don't know if anybody's ever read uh, Big Data Baseball, uh, but um, basically, you know, back in, you know, the 2000s, uh, you know, Pirates still sucked then. And, you know, Hurdle was leading the forefront of the idea of using data to make the team better, right? Shifts this and that and he just seems to totally moved away from it and doesn't care and is I guess very comfortable in his role um, I think he's gone I think they wouldn't have made this public otherwise and uh, and hopefully is not just for the Reds but for baseball because his mentality of throwing at players is uh, barbaric and, and needs to be gone from the game and the sooner the better so uh, good riddance and I hope it happens yeah I, I tend to agree that I think he's going to be gone. I think it's just a culmination of things. The losing being the main thing. But then all of these clubhouse incidents, plus the, I mean, the owners of the Pirates have to see that headhunting is not the business that they want to be in. So I, I, would, I would say, you know, I would pull Pete Rose and bet that he would be gone. Maybe he, maybe you can use this to rally the troops to come back from the four games they are behind in the Reds and, and take fourth in the Central. You never know. Support the troops. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so let's move on to our next topic. I did not ask any questions or, or sub- ask anyone to submit any questions this week because uh, this is a somber day and we wanted to remember the day that Ty Cobb lost his hit uh, record. So let's go right into today in Red's Facebook, the live reading. And the post I picked for tonight is, again, the post that from 1985 on September 11th, Pete Rose breaking the all-time hits record. Good content. This is going to be good. (laughs) So uh, this one's going to be a little hard to read, as is all of the ones where people defend Pete Rose. Mike says, and he's talking to somebody else, and I won't mention their name. Buddy, you're not even a Reds fan, LOL. I also grew up watching Pete. Charlie Hustle was the man in his day. These periods are just random in here. I hate on him because he gambled or not. He, in my opinion, deserve S's to be in Hoff. Thank you. Um, Karen then says, if MLB used steroids and went to the Hall of Fame, so can Pete, just my opinion. Who in MLB? <laughs> the MLB. The MLB. Which is was no- everybody was everybody gambling on baseball or was it just Pete Rose? Uh, it was just Pete Rose. Oh, because I don't really see those as comparable. <laughs> he who has not sinned throw the first stone. Mike then jumps back in and says, "People make mistakes. Why hound him all his life? He was manager when that happened. So yes, it was wrong." His playing career is what I'm 
basing it off of, not his management, terrible manager, great player. These Google are tr- Translate is doing awesome. These man. are really, I'm telling you, some of these are really hard to read. <laughs> so it's probably not coming across how weird it is. Because just intuitively, I think my mind it's is like trying. It's like Kevin to- from The Office cutting out every third word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're spilling chili as they're typing this. Oh, my God. Karen then comes back again. Some objectives are hypocritical. Quite frankly, people do steroids in MLB and get a slap on the wrist on the road to a future Hall of Fame while Pete, uh, Rosie Moji, gets punished for a harmless betting, which is, quotes, petty. (laughs) The Rose Emoji is just... I mean, that's that's clever. Tom Petty? Karen then has another one. Most people are too quickly... Listen, most people are too quickly to judge Pete Rose on such harmless betting while MLB players injecting steroids. Okay, is this like a rhyming scheme going on? No, this is... It sounds like a rhyming scheme going on. No, this is a song. I do to Pete Rose. This is an ode to Pete Rose from the West Side. Hold on. Now, listen carefully to this next one. John says, if Pete got this, I can't imagine what they would do if someone broke Hank Aaron's home run record. Hey, John. Hank Aaron doesn't have the home run record anymore. That would be Barry Bonds. Where's John live? I don't Roses know. are red. <laughs> I'm not Violets, no more. John Pete Rose had Pete. lots of hits. John Hamilton. had more. Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton, Ohio is 20 years behind the time. Oh my God, BR, I'm dead. Ro- Pete Roses are red. Violets are blue. I remember where I was on 9 11. Do you? <laughs> I have one that I'm just not going to say. Just Roses do it. are red. No. Pete Rose was <laughs> white. He had lots of hits, but Ichiro is right. The hit, the real hit king, Ichiro <laughs> Suzuki. Woo, come on, say it. Nobody knows your name. Nobody will know. Come no, on, Greg. No, no. Don't be a pussy. I'm sorry. Boo. Boo. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be a Burmy. you gotta, you got to offend the kids of listeners to this podcast. I bet Phil. I bet Phil would kick your ass. That's how big of a pussy you are. Oh shit! Damn. Now say it. I, say I, it. I am younger than him, so. <laughs> All right. Well, I that's won't. true. That would give that would give him a puncher's chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you're not going to say it, I'll move on to the next. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> uh, Almod- it crosses several lines. That just no. No, sorry. Well, this is what we want you to do is cross the I line. Know. I, yeah, I know. Pete Rose just... crossed many moral lines in his lifetime. We're, we're roasting him for it. I understand. Just no. Roses are red. Football is played in the fall. Pete Rose says if there's grass on the field, play ball. <laughs> that is somewhat close. <laughs> yeah. All right. I swear to God, my parents tried when I told them about the 14 year old thing. They're like, well, that wasn't that weird in that time. And my it, parents are in their late 70s. <laughs> and I'm like, but there has to be. That's because the women were 14 God. and the men were 16. 
Yeah, they right. Got I, I, I swear to God, my, my parents were like, it still wasn't that bad at the time. I'm like, this is the same time he was actually married with children. And then they're like, oh, fuck, no, that's wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, the like, marriage They part. didn't have a problem with the 14-year-old sex, but the married with children, they did. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yes, there's a generational gap here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout that's because to... the 14-year-olds were getting married to 16-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Lenny Dykstra. Uh, so the oh, next Jesus comment, <laughs> uh, Al Mahdi says, again, bear with me. Best baseball player that has ever played the game of baseball. All the records that he has achieved, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame before he leave Planet Rock. Is that Planet Fitness or Planet Rock? No, he says Planet Rock. I don't... Okay. And there was no punctuation in that. Is it a flat rock or a round rock? Almaty then says, I know there was a different deal made. If he admitted to it, he would be eligible to go in the Hall. The first commissioner said that before he died, but there was a deal... After that, and gambling is legal. Again, I'm I'm just reading these. I don't I don't understand. Wait, hold on. Pete Rose was a red. Please de- please tear down his grotto. His batting average was three oh three, and that's lower than Votto. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Wu, your your it, uh, thing could probably top it was, that. It's just you accurate. Were. Just yeah. Wu. No, that's bad rhyming. <laughs> My, my rhyming wasn't bad. My rhyming was accurate. You could not enjoy it if you don't want to. So the our, our next comment comes from Todd. Not the Todd that... Oh, fuck. No, not that Todd. He says, Eric Shaw, the pitcher, got killed in a car accident, if I remember correctly. Todd, you do not remember correctly. Speaking of dead pitchers, Corey Lytle? <laughs> John then says, on March 19th, 1994... Not even 10 years from this monumental occasion, Eric Shaw, the pitcher shown here who gave up Rose's hit, died of drug abuse, exclamation point. Is it shit on the dead guy because he gave up a base hit to Pete Rose? Uh, uh, yes. Yes, yes that, that, the answer is yes. Kathy says, good old Marge, R.A.P., took for granted. Oh, Marge, wow. did, Marge did not see that coming. No. Or, I mean, Kathy, yeah, okay. Um... Give us another uh, Pete Rose poem, Barmy. You have to be quicker on your feet than that. Come on. Sorry, I was just trying to unmute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pete Rose was a red. Violets are blue. Pete Rose liked younger women, unlike all of us. Okay, yeah. Oh. Woo. Oh, shit. Hold Damn, on. We, we put you on the spot too hard. I saw that woo. That okay, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're okay. right. I, I didn't see it. Shit, I didn't see it. Damn it. You're right. I seen some flash on the screen. And I didn't re- read it. Woo, you're correct. We can't read that. <laughs> yes, that is uh, well done. Well, uh, well done. Well done. I expect, I expect to see what that was said later. Um, quality content here. Quality content. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. 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 There are lines that even the Hunt for Reds October podcast will not cross. And I mean, that just proves we're all decent people, right? Rory says, My second favorite sports moment ever. First is the Cubs win the series. Pete is an icon and a legend. Sadly, Cooperstown refuses to honor him. Um, he's 
banned from baseball, and he's already got stuff in Cooperstown. He's just not elected to the Hall of Fame. It's MLB that bans him, right. not Cooperstown. There's some writers have never people. even had a chance to vote. Also, according to Facebook, 40 million people were there at that game. Because everybody... forty-one ninety-two. everybody was at the game. I actually remember where I was at. I was actually at, in Michigan, visiting my grandparents at the time. And we had had a day of watching my cousins do whatever the fuck they did when they rode their horses in some weird, like, we're cowboy competition thing. And me and my grandfather rushed back to the house, and everybody's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, we're going to go watch the game, because, well, some stuff might happen. And we got back there, and we watched it, and that was the only time I ever heard my grandfather cuss in not German. He's like, fuck yeah, he nailed it! Because <laughs> every other time he ever cussed, it was always in German. But it just kind of stuck out in my memory. Yeah. That's it. So Vicky says, this makes me cry. The love of baseball we all had, and Pete, the All-American baseball player. Who wouldn't have dreamed we'd go from the best day in history in Cincinnati, Ohio on 9-11, 1985 to the worst day in American history on 9-11-2001? I mean... Is she saying that 9-11 is worse than Pearl Harbor? Apparently. Yeah. Yes. I mean, some of these just leave you a little speechless. She's saying it's worse than Pearl Harbor and Antietam. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was so definitive. Right. Oh, my God. Rusty says another time on September 11th that I remembered where I was. Pete Rose needs to be in the Hall of Fame. My God. <laughs> hey, Ram, nice burner. Nick says Pete Rose is baseball. I can't even think of the game without him coming up. That's a horrible way to think about baseball. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> I loved I mean, Pete as a kid. I did. I loved Pete as a kid. I swear I did. And then you grew but up. Holy shit. Yeah. But then I grew up and I was able to go, you know what? Fuck all that. <laughs> That's how I was. Like, oh, we should be in yeah. the hall, this and that. And then you grow up yeah. and then you and start to like, understand. Oh. Then more information came out and you're like, wait, this is bullshit. I'm like, yeah. yeah. He is horrible and should not yeah. get any of the benefits of the recognition while he's alive. Like at all, yeah. the, if ever. The only per, the only person that's permanent, like quote unquote, permanently banned from the Hall of Fame that should be in there is Shoeless Judge Jackson. Yeah, I agree. With unless I'm oh, unless I'm missing probably. someone else. I mean, I think Shoe, I mean Shoeless Joe's been dead for almost sixty years. Well, and there's also no definitive proof that he actually yeah. went along. With he it. couldn't fucking read, so. So I mean, he's like Phil. Oh yeah. So he's like yeah. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Phil. He's not on tonight. The difference is he didn't live in in the middle middle of nowhere Iowa. He lived in the middle of nowhere South Carolina and ran a liquor store when he was done playing baseball. Uh, whereas Phil never really played baseball, and now he just lives in the middle of nowhere Iowa. So well, he sure as fuck didn't move to Vegas and start signing baseballs and gambling all the time, did he? <laughs> do you guys think? Do you guys think Pete Rose is in a group chat with OJ Simpson? So Tom says, my. <laughs> What? Tom says, and I can't answer it. Seriously. Tom, Tom says, my problem with Rose and gambling is I believe DraftKings is a sponsor, which is pretty much gambling, but call it fantasy sport instead. Mike then said, and this one, 
Mike then says, upon his death, I believe baseball will crack open the door to the player Pete Rose with no benefits to his family. I, do you get benefits for going into the Hall of Fame? I, I mean, I think that's no. baseball. You already got the benefits from. You get to, you get to take your well, grandkids just like every fucking buddy else and go, hey, look, there's grandpa. I mean, at that point, the family would get the benefit of seeing it all. So, yeah. That doesn't make. Hey, hey, can I jump in here for one minute for the the guy that was before that about Bud? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Pete's not in the Hall of Fame. Pete's not going to get in the Hall of Fame. It's not the end of baseball. It's not the end of anything. You need to just move on, Bubby. Please, don't be mad at us for telling you the truth. Just move on. You know. It'll be okay. I'm done. <laughs> that's what I say about that's what I say about Reds fans that can't let go of of seventy five and seventy six though too. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a there's a whole genre of of baseball fans that love that like immediately go back. Oh, was well, so the seventy five seventy six Reds? Yes, they were the best teams in baseball, but like. Let it go. I agree well, with you. And, it, and again, they would never exist in today's baseball. Like that team never would have existed. It, it's it's horrible. I mean, that, it's not equivalent to today's game. Stop trying to compare the two. Just stop. Absolutely. Just stop. Yeah, free agency kind of changed things a little bit. You know, Just a little. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jason says, "Hero to a city, opening door, opening of doors to future greats." Legond. Legond, because he spelled legend wrong. He spelled it L-E-G-O-N-D. Legond. I, I think he was going for legend, but yeah. Mindy says he was humble. What? <laughs> Pete Rose was fucking humble. What? Miles Bacon. What? <laughs> Miles Bacon says Eric Shaw, pitcher, killed himself later yeah. in his life. Adam is- Dunn was thin. Earl says Pete Rose didn't play for himself. He played for his father. And that makes him a good baseball player. Why? Was his father a 14-year-old girl? Eddie says, okay. Eddie says, man, I've got the chills watching this. He is a Hall of Famer, no doubt. He played the game with respect and passion like no one I've ever seen. Yeah, he respected the game so much that he got banned for life for gambling on it. Yeah, that's not respecting the game. When everything in every clubhouse said, do not gamble on baseball. Since 1919. It's not like it was new. And to go back like the, to the gambling thing from earlier with, uh, was it, DraftKings or whatever. Yeah. Every player knows. It's not like because the MLB makes a partnership. Like if they open up gambling across the board, right, everywhere in the United States, every fucking player knows. They know. It's the law of baseball. You, you know, the you know, the, it's it's not an excuse. And stop using it as one. It just, anyways, pisses me off. I think that'll about uh, wrap up this edition of the live reading of today in Red's Facebook, and we'll move on to the Tom Brennan Memorial Cornhog of the Week. Last week, Phil's cat Vado the cat won the award uh, for shitting all over his house while he was on the podcast. So let's go around the room here and have everybody nominate their dick of the week. Uh, let's start with you, Paulie. Here's the thing. Paulie, who's your dick of the week? Anyone on that damn Facebook post 
that hit a positive Pete Rose post is my corn hog of the week. Oh. Or anyone in general. Everybody. That thinks Pete Rose is a positive man. You're my corn hog, corn hog of the week. Uh, woo. Give us your corn hog of the week. I don't have anything. Um, shit. Anyone who uh, uses never forget for political reasons, they're done. I don't know. I don't have anything. I so yours is going to be hashtag never forget. Yeah, hashtag never forget. There we go. Branch. Antonio Brown. Oh, good Enough one. That. And Burmy. I mean, part of me wants to say Bengals fans because Tom's calling their game on Sunday, but <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, – I think it's only fair to stick with the baseball theme and say that, uh, I don't know, the Pittsburgh Pirates organization is the Cornhog of the Week because they just had a pitcher lose the rest of his year by fighting another pitcher. So we could pick Kyle Crick. We could pick up Felipe. Or, yeah, Felipe Vasquez was the other guilty party in the Creek, altercation. Creek. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Kyle Creek. I'm, I'm from Ohio. I need to enunciate my words. Um. I apologize, woo, for all the other Ohioans out there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just think, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates organization or, I mean, just even the city of Pittsburgh as a whole can be the corn hog of the week. I want to change mine to, okay. to Browns fans because they talk so much shit, and that was a horrible game, and they're Browns fans. Can we just, can we just make them the honorable corn hog of the week for 17 straight weeks? <laughs> even on their bye week? Oh man, his what? connection is drunk. His connection is drunk. Oh no, you're as drunk as the Browns, Browns fans. I know you're going to listen, fellow Browns fans that listen to this, because there are a bunch of Reds fans that are also Browns fans. At Re- at Redlegs Robbie, the yeah, it, it's Browns. <laughs> it's still the Browns. It's it's actually appropriate new, that his connection is breaking still up right Browns. now. It's the Browns. Shout out to you. Get too excited to start gloating. I just uh, before we before we wrap up here, I wanted to give a big shout out to to uh, Cincinnati basketball fans for their he's big. He's gonna wo- keep going forever. Oh, is he still going? He's on, he's, he's on a dial-up connection. Oh, I don't know. I wanted to give a big shout out before we continued to University of Cincinnati basketball fans for their big win. Their team, the Ohio State Buckeyes, beat the Cincinnati football team. So I just want to give them a big shout out. That's right. UC does have a football team. I forgot about that. Oh my god! That the best, the best part, the best part of that game was at forty-two nothing. UC going in, and they fumble out of the back of the end zone to preserve the shutout. That was literally the funniest goddamn thing they could have done. <laughs> also, I would like to say, Kentucky football, you should be able to handle losing your starting quarterback and still not have it affect your season. Uh, yeah, We've got Florida next, so we'll see what happens there. Whatever. Every college football team in the state of Florida is garbage. Paulie, your thoughts? True. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paulie. It's okay. I also, Shed Long leading off and playing left field for the Mariners. Good for him. Nice. Good for him. So that'll about wrap up this edition of the podcast. Let's go around the room here and give everybody give their final thoughts. Let's start with you, Wu. What are your uh, final thoughts? 76 wins are still on the table. So Bob's really happy. We should all be happy too. Here's the thing, Polly, your final thoughts. 
here's the thing. I like your optimistic, realistic views there, Greg. 76 wins is not good enough, Reds fans. We got to strive to be better. And they will be next year. So live the dream like I do and go drink some beer. Branch, your final thoughts. Never forget that I'm willing to give big hugs to everybody. Be happy. Love y'all. <laughs> Burmy, your final thoughts. Sonny Gray has come a long way since his uh, first start in that frigid cold day. That rhyme. Uh, oh, yeah, my God. In the first of, the, on the 1st of May. That, uh, down by the Bay, we just may. Yeah, you know, full uh, happy Gilmore there. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah, I just uh, I think every Reds fan should appreciate what Sonny Gray's done this year. And let's hope he does it again next year. So for my final thoughts, I first want to give a shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Cincy Sports Gallery. Go see Kelly for all of your Pete Rose memorabilia needs. Uh, go in there and ask for the September 11th special. Tell him Burmy You'll probably have you. some uh, Scooter Jeanette related stuff too, right? Right. <laughs> Maybe Dale Earnhardt too. Yeah. Ask for the Dale Earnhardt wall. Things that love crashing and burning for a hundred, please, Alex. And never forget. Uh, also, uh, Wu, I think we should do a poll where we come up with a name for your boat and have the people <laughs> vote on it. Sure, why not? Hunter. Wu's real name is Hunter. Star she blows <laughs> and then <laughs> saves and gathers. His name is Greg's. <laughs> Yeah. No, Darcy you, blows. And Same. he's a vegan, so we call him Gatherer. Hold on a second. I'm writing these down. Darcy blows saves. Yeah, Darcy blows saves. <laughs> what was your uh, suggestion, Branch? His name is actually Hunter, but he's a vegan, so we call him Gatherer. The name of the boat's going to be Gatherer? Does he live in Australia? No, that's his name. I don't. The name of the boat's Wet Dream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Polly, your uh, your option. The beaver retriever too. Beaver retriever too. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Let me get write that in there. The, the USS Minnow, the horse. No, the beaver retriever too is going to be it. That <laughs> that one might win. <laughs> um, so I got to come up with something better than that. Oh man. Um, it's a pontoon boat and pantaloons is Spanish for pants. So I'm going to call it the lost pantaloons. I don't know. That's dumb. Um, the 76 wins should be the name. of the Oh, 76 yeah. wins. All right. The muff divers. I was going to say muff, but I didn't want to try to come up with something more clever. All right. So this will be after the podcast is posted. Darcy blow saves wet dream. <laughs> Be retriever two and seventy six wins. Those will be. Oh God! You have to name your boat one of those. Awesome. I mean, we'll have no way of verifying that I you actually do it. Retrieve. Where do you? Hey, where do you? Where do you take your boat out? Allen Creek. No. Oh, that's all right. That's, that's too, too much, much information. information. <laughs> all right, all right, God. Dad, is that you? <laughs> I don't know who my dad is. Oh my god! I thought your dad was No, it probably is Jared. That's why he avoids me. That's why he's got syphilis. Um, well, that's evergreen. Um, <laughs> are any 
Are we done recording? Or no, we're not off? done yet. <laughs> log off. It's a closing statement. All right, so I'll, let me give. All right. So for the Woo and Burmy and Branch and Polly, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio.